0: Between the creative power at your fingertips and the lifestyle that can create, there's no career like being an artist in the 21st century. Hi, my name is Justin Weiss, the founder and host of The Creator Curriculum. It's our goal to help you, the modern day artist, realize that your portfolio is a passport to wherever you want to go recording our 38th episode, the guest of honor today is Carlos Pesino, aka Color Sponge. He's an automotive CGI artist, widely known for his photorealistic car renderings. His work has gotten him jobs with clients such as Recom Farmhouse, Real Time UK, and Netflix on shows like Love, Death, and Robots. He's one of the most convincingly realistic CG artists in the space, and a trusted collaborator with big-time artists across the industry, such as Albert Mieglo and Ashthorpe. Calling all the way from London, a very special thanks to Carlos for making the time. It's great to have you on, you, your dog, and your cat. <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for making the, the space for me. And I know we've talked about a lot of stuff already, but I'm eager to hear everything else that you have to say.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, for me, it's a a pleasure, man, to be here. And even though it's not something like I get used to it, it's not something I must travel, (laughs) I'm still working on it. (laughs) But it's a pleasure and it's an honor to be here, man.
0: Yeah, I have sympathy for you. You know, I've never been on that side of things where I'm expected to carry the brunt of the conversation, but I think it would stress me out too. When I first started doing this, I mean, just the idea of having something I'm talking about being permanent and you know c- cemented in the form of a recording for everyone to listen to totally freaked me out i think i'm getting used to it as i've realized like the stakes aren't that high on my podcast but if the stakes were a little higher and it was like a live thing totally freaked me out
1: yeah uh but it's, it's true I mean, maybe it's because my my background the, the way i come from um also as i told you early was uh, maybe uh, this is not my first language so i'm i feel like at some time i'm not really articulate or what I'm saying, sometimes it feels kind of uh, 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 awkward, or is is going is not the direction I want to say. But but it's true, it's something like I'm still working, even though even though I can I can do some public speaking, but never I feel like at home, you know, maybe because I never did yeah. this all or something like I something like I know get used to it, but but definitely something well, like I'm like Spanish speaking no. podcast. Um, are you more comfortable?
0: Like, does that feeling go away?
1: that's the thing maybe not maybe speaking (laughs) in spanish i will say the same you know (laughs) i think it is something like i'm still working on it uh, in a way where i want to express myself and something like i'm not feel confident at all but yeah still still working on on that
0: well as we say here in the states just try your best you know i don't think i was saying this before i don't think you can do any wrong because everyone here loves everything you're about and they just want to hear what you have to say they're not we're all our own worst critic when it comes to the particulars of that but most people aren't listening as hard you happen to be one of the most uh acclaimed art directors in the business which to me translates to you must be very picky because that's kind of what i learned makes a good art director so uh yeah don't worry about it man
1: yeah it's it's true true. Um, i'm being with you with the yeah (laughs) (laughs) Great <laughs> <laughs> <Louis, laughs> directors, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel
0: like that's kind of the main criteria in some sense. It's just like not letting any detail go, no matter how small it is. It's like it's all important when you're talking about making a, a quality image. Some hmm. of the stuff that like people debate over in, when you're like dealing with art directors mm. is is kind of like mind blowing to me because the average person looking at this. You know, they're looking at it for such a short amount of time. It's it's not going to be uh, scrutinized anywhere near that degree. But the really good art directors I've been with, they don't let anything go. I don't know if you're like that.
1: Uh, I mean, in, in my experience, uh, i have been lucky to have always a uh, good communication with art directors and directors in general, and I found myself quite confident when working in, in a team and. Translate what I want to achieve, and um, I was always, uh, for example, working with Alberto Miró is something like a, I was really looking forward. You know, it was mm-hmm. he's, he's one of my heroes. Where I I barely understand how his brain work. You know, how he's capable to translate such an amazing colors on digital, or also in paint. And it's true when, when I took that job, for example, for Netflix, working as a say artist and with Alberto Miego I something like a I, I get a little bit overwhelmed and really insecure I'm gonna be able to be the guy to translate what Alberto wants on digital I'm not sure but I found myself surprisingly good working with Alberto I was like a, yeah I think we are talking in the same language even though he speaks Spanish too but because we are in the same <laughs> level of uh, understanding what means an image of colors and contrast, lighting, shaders, all this stuff. Also, I, I get impressed about how well understanding CGI, he, he knows really well that field. So it, it's something like a, yeah, it's true. He's really demanding and he knows really well when you are not putting the word or, or the effort there. So he's also really picky too. But the good thing is he's so well uh, articulated with the way he wants to just meet. It's easy to work with him. You can tell, you can feel really quickly mm-hmm. what I want. I want this and this and this and A to B, C, and then you got it. So it's all about you to getting done. With, with yeah. that is the tricky part, you know. Sometimes he will, will get frustrated because that process of A, B, C, you are not able to do it quickly enough. You know, that's the, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah, but, yeah, the specificity certainly helps when you're, you're clear on, like, what it is exactly that they expect. Um, okay, so let's just jump into working with him then, because that's going to be probably one of the more exciting things we talk about. <laughs> I mean, have you, so, like, with spending time with him and getting to work one-on-one, did you have any luck trying to figure out what makes him so special, Like, what makes his work, or or what what kind of, like, lens he sees the world that makes his work so unique?
1: Man, I've been working with him for the entire production. It was uh, intense of nine months working with him. And um, uh, let's say I I still don't have any idea how (laughs) his brain works, and that is still, like, something magical. I mean, I know Alberto for, for, I don't know, since ever, I know follow him for 11 years or 10 years ago always following what he's doing and with his painting and, and when I get a chance to have a, a interview with him and he was looking for a lighting artist um I said yeah let, let's do a, a call and let's see what happened what, what do you need from me you know, I'm an automotive artist but he saw something on my work where he he get like an interest of how I am approaching lighting so he wanted to in his movie, that technology and or the lighting I'm using on his movies. So he thought, all right, let's talk with Carlo what he wanna say about how he's working on, on that. Uh, we, we had an interview with supposed to be something easy in theory, like a all right, we maybe we need Carlo for one month or two months. He can just stay with, with us maybe. I don't know. Small yeah. small part of time. Yeah. And after one hour of talking he said all right Carlos you know what I need you for the entire production I, I, I get surprised nice so we, we we get we we get along really well in just only one hour talking about lenses about what kind of movie we like so what kind of a contract what kind of a, I don't know films or look or all this stuff where he gets really interested about uh how we can achieve that and he gets surprised all right. is
0: that you said just because I'm curious, like what, what he responded to that was so uh, exciting. Like, what did you tell him specifically? Uh, what do you think he was so excited about? I think uh,
1: maybe like, I he, this guy. he thought, yeah, uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he, he thought I'm going to be one of those nerdy guys and uh, really specific and technical guy. We are going to talk about HRI and exposure, I don't know, colors. And it was like, all right, how are you going to do that? All right, I was like, well, I will do it in the simplest ways possible. The way I know it's working, I will do this and this and this. And he gets surprised, like I, he understood really quickly what I'm trying to say. And he, yeah. he maybe he he felt confident with me, you know, like, all right, I understand what you're doing. It makes sense. All right, I can help you, you Carlos, to achieve that look because I have my background too for CGI. So uh, he felt maybe in that way that he, I could be the guy who is the bridge you know i'm able to talk with the technical guys and be able to talk with alberto i can be that bridge to close a massive production like that you know and i guess right. that that was the key point for him
0: yeah it's important so you, you think in the past he's he's dealt with some cgi guys that were too uh, in the weeds with render settings and stuff like that they kind of missed the forest for the trees a little bit
1: uh, i i know I know he has some bad experience working with lighting artists and, and knowing Alberto, yes, I guess it's not easy. When, <laughs> when you have a, such a talented guy, with <laughs> Alberto with he see beyond of the image and he really read the image. You know, for example, imagine I render something, right? And he mm. able to, to see if I'm cheating the lighting. Imagine a classic lighting behavior where I have a character <laughs> and i'm going to put the Escher, i'm going to put some lighting around to get more rich, you know poppy. you know a lot of green lights and blah, 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 a lot of bounces i'm capable mm-hmm. to to read that and say all right i don't like this lighting on the left that's fake that's fake i don't like that and then he starts really quickly pointing what is wrong with the image wow something like a, i i'm still impressed like wow you read really quickly the image and we have a, <laughs> such a a nice story in the in the production where obviously i was the supervisor of the of the lighting team and Mm -hmm. the seniors came over you know to do the some shots some master lighting and all them they were all right Carlos what do you think we have to do on this production i was like all right uh, knowing Alberto after two months working with him i would approach in this direction where Alberto wants something natural. So let's go in that natural lighting. But I'm going to give you just few tips, few things like uh, you can start to work in your own thing and show to Alberto. Because I want you guys talking with Alberto directly with, yours, with your ideas, think it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. communication. Because I, I didn't want to, you know, throw my shadows on top of the team of lighting. I want the team taking over ownership of that job and talk with Alberto about lighting i think that is a super interesting approach and all of them they yeah. were really intimidated and scared oh shit <laughs> i have to show my job to Alberto. oh fuck oh, how, how is that going to work uh yeah. in the first week they were really insecure and and saying carlos come on don't 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 do that to us this don't, don't do it just give us give us some feedback, and then we can show to Alberto. I was like, no, 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 that is fine. You're doing great. Just show it to Alberto. And well, he is was Alberto great.
0: very blunt? Like, is he a scary guy, or is he pretty?
1: No, uh, no, no. Encouraging. He's sweet. He's a sweet guy. Okay. He's a sweet guy. He's a really a Portugal. You can talk with him, and um, he's gonna be able to talk to you about everything. So yeah, he's he's great. These guys didn't seem to know that. I mean, he he's a hard worker, you know. He's been in the production too. He's from the bottom, yeah. so he knows really well how the change works. So he mm-hmm. understands really well where we come from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm sure they were ultimately pretty thankful that you let them talk to him directly, right? I feel like most artists want they want to be seen like that. They want to be treated as you know important, and the more flat that hierarchy is generally. The more they'll probably respond to it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, boss, I, is, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you can go in different direction. Some people they were they were complaining why I don't have a filter, you know, between the director and. Uh, is also mm-hmm. true. That's that's the reason we have teams. You know, you have a supervisor, you have kind of a, a chain and all that process. But in the first yeah. instance, it was great to. To see the reaction of the seniors working with Alberto, the first act and the first approach, it was kind of shocking, like a whoa! You are working with Alberto, you're not working, you're working with Alberto, you're not working with just another production. This something, something different, so uh, it was great, mm-hmm. you know. From from that point of view, they start to understand really quickly what it's all about. You know, uh, they they, they understood yeah, really yeah. well, really quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, you're playing game of telephone with these notes, you know, you take notes on what they said, and then you relay it to the, your team, and your team takes notes on that, so, you know, things can get misinterpreted along the way. Uh, if you could just talk to the guy directly, I think, you know, everyone's probably on the same page a little faster. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think uh, it, it's tricky. It's really, I, I understand the complexity and the challenge where you have a, such a big team and how you can translate a message from the, from the director. And I guess coming in. What was the scope of this? um, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. No, go go for it.
0: Um, no, I was wondering, like, what is the scope of this project? Like how, what were you making? Was it like a a short film knowing him?
1: It's a 15 minute of short film. Yeah. It's
0: not that short. No, no, it's no, no, it's a
1: long time. <laughs> yeah, it's to be, the minute is a lot. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how many people do you need to make a film like that?
1: Uh, I, I guess, I guess it's everything coming down to what kind of uh, movie it is. You know, if the movie is just a one room, two character, I guess with a bunch of people, you can get it done. But if you're talking about with VFX, with, three, four, 20 characters and you know, heavy, complex scenes, but then you just need a bigger team, You know, someone who's taking care of uh, VFX, like uh, from water VFX or fire particles. And then you have uh, another department where you're doing lighting, and then another department doing just rigging, another department doing, uh, I don't know, modeling texture. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, this team was quite big, for the entire production maybe i'm getting wrong the numbers but it was 70 people but not all of them together they, they were jumping you know started with the layout and then started with the modeling design uh, character shader texture so in the entire production one of people was 70 but maybe in the same time could be 20 30 30 people you know this kind of doing the bridge yeah. and this jumping between what is being published from texture, rendering, and comp,
0: you know. Right. Yeah, it's pretty sizable. Um, I mean, sort of an unrelated question, who's paying for this? <laughs> because when you have like a, a short film, you know, theres I can't imagine there being a huge return on investment. You know, it's not like something people buy tickets to. Uh, it's not like a game people will pay for. So was this just like a, something Netflix might have sponsored for instance because they want content.
1: Yeah, I think uh, mainly Netflix, then you have underneath, you have uh, blur uh, then blur is I think is is part of the this kind of a machine where they make CGI work and I mean obviously I, I, I'm not really familiar with this kind of industry. I just came yeah. uh, the new guy working in this kind of a, a film so, don't get my word really strict. So, so you have Blur and then you have Pikmin TV, which is the Albertus, Albertus company. And that kind of a circle is where all the money flew it. I don't know the way they flew it, but that's kind of the hierarchy. You have Netflix, Blur and Pikmin TV.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a whole separate topic, raising money for, for films. I know that's almost as hard as making a film. yeah Um, but yeah that's exciting so was this kind of role something that you had a lot of experience for I mean I took a a look at your LinkedIn it seemed like you were a lighting supervisor before but Um, when you're doing stuff in in film is that is that a wildly different animal or did you find it pretty familiar
1: uh, yeah I mean you can imagine um it's true that this it was my first experience as a lighting supervisor for a big team. Previously, I've been been uh, follow, I mean, been the lead from small projects, you know, in small production, small companies. And this one, it was my first time in that bigger production with bigger team, working in a completely different field, which is films. Previously, I've been working just advertising, product. And photography and coming from there to this one it was a whole new level you know in different ways so to be honest I was freaking out in the first <laughs> the first month uh, because uh, mainly first the first month it was because I didn't know Houdini when I started I didn't know right. Houdini so I learned Houdini meanwhile working the production was super challenging and then, so
0: that was where yeah. you're doing all of your lighting stuff.
1: Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, but it's it, tough, in, in the end, it, it was really tough, really challenging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Being completely honest, it was a nightmare, you know. Uh, and always, <laughs> I heard like a Houdini is tough, and it is. It's true. It's tough, you know. Coming from I'm working 3D Max, Maya, Cinema 4D, that's my any yeah. uh, usual tools. Japanese Houdini, it was like a, oh yeah, yeah. I understand now why people, (laughs) it's it's like something else. It's very intimidating. It is, it is. Uh, Even though I'm working just, I mean, I'm pretty sure gonna be plenty of guys laughing loud. Like, uh, come on, Carlos, you're working in lighting in Houdini? Oh, it's so so complicated. (laughs) But (laughs) during the production, I moved to, to also for, for uh, environment artists, you know, helping, out, help, helping to the environment artists doing scattering and developing new scattering ways to distribute some certain stuff. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I get involved in also, you know, environment artists, and uh, yeah, I, but from that point of technically, yeah, it was a challenge. But for me, the main challenge was that you know being supervisor for uh, such a uh, crazy director, you know, Alberto. That was a, a massive challenge It's not something like a, you can just improve in a few weeks or you learn in a few weeks you, you you who you are what you who are and then that's the director that's your team so become like a, a family you have to deal with those you know back and forth and and, and struggle you know all together and it's really hard you know it's something like a i never had the experience and something like a yeah super rich I, I would say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's once in a lifetime. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen again. So maybe it's not once in a lifetime, but <laughs> yeah. Like what, what was the main thing you think you screwed up in the beginning when you, um, took on this, this like leadership role? Cause you know, doing anything for the first time, you're not going to get it hundred percent right, but oh yeah, it seems like you ultimately did an awesome job and he was like really happy with you. But like, what did, what did you, um, not understand at first about the job
1: That's a really good question man uh, <laughs> because uh, in the I mean you know what what I used to do when I do these kind of gigs, uh, what I what I like to do and every single one I finish the job I like to sit down with the director or the producer or, or whatever supervisor or also just my, my colleagues and, and ask them hey guys what do you think how was the work? What do you think about me? How was? What, what do you think about my performance? What do you think is gonna be best for the next one? What can I improve on my skills? And um, yeah. and when I finish this production with Alberto, I I have a call with the with the manager and with the producers, and I ask the same question: What do you think I can improve for the next one? And all all they say like, alright, Carlos, I think you really nice guy and you are too you have too much empathy um and that is a problem when you're a supervisor because you care about uh, your team that's true but you have to get away you have to just detach about be too involved in personal relations with your team you know and that could be a problem because if you are a supervisor you have to be right on the line, right? Strict. And what is black, what is white. When you have a message to a message, message to transmit, you have to just say it. Don't put right. so much work or so, so much word around getting you know, you have to transmit the message. You know, it has to be yeah. as clear as possible to the team. And don't be a, a little bit I don't know, l- let's say it's shorter word is a like soft guy. On the production, which is could be dangerous yeah. for a different reason, from my point of view, from their point of view, for production. So, that is something like I've I'm, I'm been studying, I'm I mean, I've been understanding uh, how I can improve that. I also, even consider should I do this anymore? Is that, is, is something like a, maybe a, it's not part of my DNA? I, maybe I, I don't have to do this anymore. I mean, I have to do something else. It's not for me, you know, because it's, it could be like a, maybe I, I, I can achieve that certain levels of I can be a good supervisor. But what is the cost? What is the price of that? What is the sacrifice to do achieve that? Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's something like I, I don't like to do. I can do something else, you know.
0: Yeah. So was it something that you enjoyed or, or something that
1: stressed you out? Uh, that's a real question because I'm still figuring it out. And oh. there, there are so many parts where you have already a nine months of work, really intense month of work. So I'm still thinking, did I enjoy that or not? Maybe that is already an answer, you know? Maybe some people will say, well, I finished my job, it was amazing, a started away, I didn't have that. So, you know, it's something like, I, maybe I'm not able to respond right now, if it's something like I really enjoy or not, but I would say like, I, it was definitely something like amazing experience where I learned incredible. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. The much experience I had with this one. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, no doubt. You definitely, there's no world where you regret that.
1: No, but um,
0: I guess to you, do you feel like it's inevitable that you have to become a, a supervisor like that? Like if, if you're gonna keep, Rising in this career, it's just something that is uh, is necessary.
1: Oh, hmm. uh, no! I don't. I don't do you think so. you can just
0: be like a freelance artist for you know the rest of your your time and be happy with yeah,
1: that. I think so. I think so. I think you don't have to be always increasing and getting more more responsibility or scale up on your on your in your role. I think you can keep working as a you know. Nothing wrong with that, you know. Just working in artist, generalist modeling texture, because that is super important. Uh, having high professional you know, in that kind of film is is key. You know, it's nothing worse to have an amazing supervisor, but all the pay is is falling <laughs> apart. You know, it doesn't doesn't make yeah. any sense. So, uh, I yeah, mean, it very that-
0: refreshing when I realized that, like, you can make good money as a, a straight up designer. Who, who isn't, you know, the boss of somebody or the creative director. That was, that was kind of a eye-opening moment for me. I didn't think that you could make, um, I don't know, the freelance rates people are charging just just straight up, like, being the the guy producing art. And, you know, a lot of artists, that's all they want to do. Like, it sounds like you're kind of like that. I can definitely be like that. And there's yeah. a lane for you, which is cool. It's cool to you, man. Not every job, I think, is like that.
1: Yeah, I think I had a similar approach where I thought, talking about maybe 10 years ago, I thought, all right, maybe in the future I'm going to be the boss of, uh, I don't know, some company or I'm going to be a supervisor or, I don't know, whatever. But now I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm not. I don't have to be a supervisor or something. I can just do freelance gig, whatever they need. Generalist, I can do that. They need uh, lighting, I can do that, you know. I think I I don't know maybe because I, I'm getting older now I appreciate just the small details and just the the charge or the title you have doesn't really matter for me really it's just no but what, what I care is it's with who I'm working with who what is the team mm-hmm. what job I have the title is I don't care about the title you know it's, it's not it's not part of my goals or achievement or something i want to achieve in some point in my life uh, as i said maybe i'm getting older right now <laughs> and something <laughs> like that it, it's shifted and it changed and maybe if you ask me 10 years ago i would say yeah i want to be a lighting supervisor but, well you were yeah. well yeah I, I were but as i said it, it wasn't really my plan you know it just it came it came kind of a from no reason just um, I read to me, I go ask me if you want to do a lighting. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing. I feel like, you know, that's an experience that will probably get you the next job, no problem, because it, it is for such a high profile guy. And, you know, everyone already respects you as an artist. So I, I see no reason why you couldn't get more of that work if you wanted to. But it's really up to you, I guess. Yeah. Um, so one thing I'm kind of curious about, you know, you're, you're known for your car renderings, which are pretty much just photographs at this point. <laughs> They're really good. Um, but how much of your work actually is car, car related work? Is it as much as you publish or is there other stuff that you do for, for clients that maybe just isn't getting pushed out to your, your socials or website?
1: It's, um, it's a, it's a good question because, uh, even though you can see my portfolio, it's just cars, but uh, I never worked in automotive industry until five years ago. Uh, mm. I, I would say like I'm a recent new guy in the in the game, you yeah? know, rendering for clients cars. And I think it's part of my, my background and my part of uh, my journey of uh, rendering cars and, um, I think uh, right now it's true. it's not really full automotive, what I do right now. It's related. I mean, I'm rendering for client different products, you know. It could be bikes, it could be cars, it could be uh, just a small gig for animation, for some character, you know. The base, mm-hmm. they my work, they can just translate, all right, Carlos is doing realistic renders, we can use his potential to our production. So it's not everything related about cars. Which is a shame because I would like to be, you know, way more involved in automotive. But well, it's, it's getting there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not really complaining. Um, <laughs> it's something like a, yeah, as I wish, yeah, I would I would I would love to be a hundred percent full time in automotive related. But it's something like i I'm not really I'm not really something like a it's keep me, me awake on on the on night, you know. It's just it's fine. Yeah. It's, of the journey. I've really enjoyed that so far.
0: Well, I mean, I've seen you've worked to, I mean, this could be an unfortunate title, but Real Time UK seems like they work in games based on their, their name. And I know there's games like Gran Turismo, Forza. Have you ever applied for those developers?
1: Oh, never, never. Um, maybe you're going to be a surprised, but uh, Maybe because uh, yeah, my background is coming from something really kind of humble, and um, maybe I can tell you why why I never approach this kind of company. Is when oh, they are the pinnacle, you know, right there on the top. You have Forza, you have uh, Gran Turismo. They are, they are the icon for automotive in the video game mm-hmm. industry. Uh, but it's something like a, a, it happened to me when when I was in, in school, and um, and. Uh, my teacher came to me, you know, one of those talk, personal talk, and I was talking, I'm talking about when I was 18 years old and I was mm-hmm. in art school, drawings and all this stuff. And I was, I still obsessed about cars, you know, all, all the time just drawing cars. And my teacher knew that, you know, he, he, he saw my drawings and I was, I was always distracted on the, on the, on the room, you know, don't taking care of <laughs> anything, just rowing cars. And he, he kept me, I said, Carlo, can we talk a little bit? And I know you love cars, and it's something like you have to consider your career, seriously. Uh, well, what are you going to do for life? Are you going to do cars for real? So it's not going to be a long way to to go. So you have to think about it really well. And he asked me something like, all right, what, what your father is doing? I said, well, my father is a carpenter. And he said, Well, maybe you should consider be a competitor too. You know, it's gonna be a different life. Maybe something like a you you don't want to do it, but you know, it's something realistic and it's gonna be fine for you. You have already a career with your father. That that wasn't yes, that, like
0: your drawings that, very much. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the way to say, you know what, those drawing cars, I mean you should you should forget about it. It's something else. So that that, that yeah, came in my sure. brain really like a fire, you know it was like all right, I mean this teacher he saw me. Yeah, for sure. And he said, All right, you should do something else. And then going going forward on the time uh, jumping really quickly to when I was twenty twenty three, twenty four, I was I was doing CGI, you know, on my own, learning on my own and doing obviously card, you know, just <laughs> cgi cars on, on my own and i i get the chance to have a job i have one month of, of trial and after one month my boss came to me and said carlos sorry but we have to let, let you go because we don't have the budget blah blah blah, 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 blah. i say, oh what a shame and uh, I mm. was a cgi company for architecture it was basically that um, but he he keep talking and say you know hello you have a nice skills as as, as drawings you should do something else maybe cgi is not for you you know you could just keep you know drawings and do maybe some comics or whatever so that Mm -hmm. can be also really hard as well all right people say i don't i I cannot do cars i cannot cgi oh (laughs) what i can (laughs) i do my my life so in a way that that I'm still kind of, I get emotional about that because I feel super frustrated because when I was 18 and 23, that's the only thing I care, you know, CGI and cars. And these important people told me that, well, they were super honest with me and they said you shouldn't do it. It's just something else. So is it coming from now, why I never apply? I, I guess I developed this kind of a, a shell, a protection to avoid to mm-hmm. be rejected i don't know maybe something i must still figure it out what is that but that insecurity is still there so coming back to the, the answer of uh, the question of uh, my portfolio is still on cars but i never apply for a company which is ridiculous you know how people know me as a car guy but i never worked in the industry for cars until five years ago so it doesn't doesn't make any sense so I think it's everything now is kind of as a journey is coming together. Like I'm st- still understanding myself, and that could be one of those where I'm realizing now. All right, that could be the thing. I, I'm insecure, and I'm I'm kind of uh, developing this kind of a uh, shell to avoid being rejected. I don't know.
0: Artists are fragile people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess, I guess yeah. yeah. I'm a really emotional guy, and it's true. I I take certain stuff really personally, yeah. Yeah, the,
0: the goatee it's it's all yeah. just a mirage to to mask <laughs> the insecurity. <laughs> yeah. No man, I mean I I understand that. Um those those kind of comments they they simmer for a while. But uh, so you don't really feel like you're you're that good at car renderings at this point? Um like When you see it, what what stands out to you is something that's wrong with them. I have a hard time <laughs> seeing it.
1: Uh, I think, uh, as I told you in the beginning, uh, I used to do this where I finished a uh, personal job, I rendered out, I put it on my screen, I look at it for a five minutes, close it, and next day I wake up and look at it again and I'll analyze mm-hmm. if I like it or not. I, I do this process for right. all my images during the days. And now I still believe like I, I have a lot to learn. You know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. feel happy with my job, what I do. Uh, it's something like, I'm, yeah, still underst- understanding why when I, I do a job, I like it at the moment i I doing it because I love the process. But as soon as I finish, I open the Im- final image, I still going it's still going down the hill really quickly all right yeah i don't like anymore and next day i open it i say oh it's disgusting i don't like it but it's something like i'm still working on it it's something like all right i had to push myself detach of my final output and share it with people you know i think that right. that's really important in this game where i have to share what i what i'm doing otherwise it's are going to be always on this heightened shadow and nobody can see it. If nobody can, can see it, I cannot make a living what I love to do. This process, you know, sit down here and listen to right. music, develop and investigate and invest time on in this.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad the strategy is working out. You have <laughs> decent following at this point. <laughs> so like, how long have you been putting out renders, um, on social? Like How long did it take you to, to get where you are now?
1: Um, I like a numbers point of view To be honest is something like I'm yeah uh, the way I'm working with the social media I'm something like I'm, I feel totally clumsy and I'm behind. I really don't understand media how it works. Uh, it's something like I even I'm not really interested about understanding why media works in certain ways that I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care about social media, but it, I know I have to learn how to use it because it's another tool and it's really important for, for artists. So um, yeah, the, the way I, I grow or the way I, I express myself in social media uh, is something like a, I found kind of a, a sweet pot where I feel confident to share what I'm doing without killing myself and try to keep it up constant Um, job out there and um, I used to share personal work because the client work is tricky, it's something like I I don't feel happy with the client work maybe I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say this but that is my honest answer where I do a client work uh, as soon as I finish the client work I jump to something like a personal work I I really enjoy to do Exploring myself, exploring right. the or something like a, I have an idea. I want to explore. I want to share that interest. I don't want to share what I'm doing in my commercial work. You know, right. maybe it's gonna sound too pretentious, to but that's that's the way I see it. You know, I I don't want to share my commercial work.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm curious what type of commercial work you end up doing because, you know, from your from your web presence, I just thought everything you did was. Cars? <laughs> no 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 really no Yeah like when they hire you is it as a lighting guy or is it just like a 3D generalist Uh um,
1: it, it could be it could be different ways it, sometimes he's just a uh, because automotive guy All right Carlos is doing amazing car paint. yeah let's, let's hire Carlos for for do the carping for the shaders or it could be something more in general, in general. It's like a, a can Carlos can do modeling texture lighting and uh, look there yeah, let's get this guy to this gig. Maybe it's gonna be, it's not gonna be any cars, but it could be really uh, helpful for for the production having a Carlos for um, looked for an environment, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're probably just an all around like awesome 3D artist. I don't know if it's, I don't know if you're like only good at any one particular thing, but it seems like lighting is is definitely like one of your specialties. Um, and that's one of the things I'm most impressed about as someone who's, again, been trying to light on this one particular project for the last two months. It's, uh, yeah, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> I feel like when you think about lighting in real life, it seems very obvious. You know, you like I have this lamp right here. Like, okay, if I was going to make some 3d, all I need is this lamp and uh, you know, I'll have the computer monitor illuminating my face as I do this interview. And I, I just matched The real life setup so it should look great but then it doesn't and you got to do all these things to make it you know look the way a beautiful image should look so is there anything you could just speak to it's like general advice as far as lighting goes um i'm kind of curious to just pick your brain about it
1: uh well it's true it's true that lighting is tricky and it relates to too many too many things It's connected, you know, it's it's not just lighting. You have lighting because you have a shader who is reacting to the lighting. And also you have camera. So you have these three elements playing together. So you have to play with all these three elements. It's not just put a lighting. You can put a nice lighting, but if your shader is not good, everything fall apart. If you have a nice shader, Mm -hmm. but bad lighting, that is not gonna end really well. Or you have a bad camera setup the lighting is good the shader is good but your camera is wrong your composition is wrong your your exposure is wrong that, that doesn't work your focus is wrong so i would say yeah i'm doing lighting but i'm really deep, really deep on also in shaders and camera so when i'm working for example for lighting i get into shader as well i i need to understand what kind of shader i'm working with or i'm i'm gonna get involved also developing the shader um for mm-hmm. you asking about how i approach lighting as i said i'm still figuring it out you know lighting is so complex so difficult and yeah. i'm not talking about technically which it is but i'm talking about more like a as a traditional fundamentals of lighting how lighting works in relation about how translate that to an image and how we react with an image so that's already a lifetime process where well, you, I mean, you never stop to learning that um, yeah so i kind of i found a hack to do that you know um, because i I don't, I don't i don't consider myself a clever guy um, i'm not going to tell you because i don't know how to go how lighting works but i can tell you what what it worked for me so i used those i, I used to do this where i'm use a sri SRI is based on lighting, real lighting. I'm starting from that. I used to do mm-hmm. this all the time. I'm, I'm not going to invent the wheel. I'm going to base on something like I know it works. And it's based on reality. It gave me a, a nice starting point. Like, all right, I reached this point. This reality. All right, let's work on this. What we have here. You have an right you have the camera, and a nice shaders. That is already at 80%. And now you can work in lighting when you have that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't kind of my, my process. I do this all the time. For example, I'm working in, in a right now now. I'm working in a bike, right? Actually, I'm just yeah. staring to the bike right now. I'm thinking about how it, I did <laughs> the lighting. So basically, I, I make the shaders, a nice shaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put the camera, and I put the HRI, and then I got that realistic bike. Mm-hmm. There we go. I'm going to start to work with the lighting. I uh, start to communicate with the client what he want to achieve with this. I'm going to share with you uh, a bunch of reference. I like it. White background or direct lighting or moody or dark or silhouette or something like that. You know, we start on that conversation where the client feels confident already seeing his bike in way. Like, all right, that's my bike. Indeed, well, that's amazing. Let's talk about lighting. That's a good, really good yeah. starting point. I mean, as I said, it's nothing. It's not really a revelation I'm saying here. It's quite, you know, obvious. But for me, that is already a winner, you know. I'm not going to invent the wheel. I'm not going to start something crazy. It's just, all right, let's start from scratch. Let's do something realistic based on something that works.
0: So when Albert Miegel brought you in, you just threw on the HDRI, and you're like, it's perfect. Be happy, bro. (laughs) 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 I feel like, like, you know, you, you probably have experience with fancier setups even though you know you said he wanted something natural so maybe it's not that fancy but um i know like with cars it looks good when you throw up an hdr because there's all these reflections going on and the car is going to throw that back at you in a really pleasing way um but i, I know you have, must have some experience with some more complex setups because you know when you work for albert for instance i can't imagine that he's just telling you to put hdr on in the background I I would just love to hear a little bit else about like what you do in a more traditional kind of setup. Like let's say let's say it's not like a car that we're lighting. Is there anything that you've found that might be unconventional that, that seems to give you good results?
1: Hmm. Uh good question. I think uh is the word unconventional in this kind of a digital world, where you can break the rules of reality really quickly, and um, in, in my experience, the simplest way to achieve certain look is the best way. I mean, you can you can experiment with lighting and do a bunch of experiment, but you need to know really well what you're doing. So I used to avoid that because I don't trust my eyes. You know. Uh, I have this issue where I'm still deal with this. And it's just I don't feel happy when I'm experimenting. So I want to grab something tangible, something like I understand, and then I can move forward. And it's true. I agree. When you're working with cars, is you can achieve certain look really quickly and in a satisfactory way. But when working with something characters everything's coming down to what you want to achieve or with who has, or with who you are working with. And my experience with Alberto, uh, <laughs> I think that it's, uh, it's funny because you can go with a simple SRI and Alberto can love it pretty quickly. Or mm. he will say, what is this? I don't like it at all. And mm. it's, not, it's not based on... Uh, what kind of uh, a- approach are you doing? It's basically about taste. You can do experiment lighting. You can go crazy with your setup and doing unconventional uh, result, and I will love it because you're doing something in, in that matters, something great. And um, so, for my point of view, I don't, I don't, I don't have any unconventional approach. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess depending on the point of view, what is conventional. From some people will say, "Wow, that's something new, Carlos. You are doing just SRI. That's really unconventional because yeah. in our production we are we are using three SRI and split it in different in different in different areas. Where on the left one is one SRI and the front was in the other one. We split that in different layers of renders and then in comp they are making a mix of lighting. We we, we don't use to do that. So I guess depend on the production, depend on the people, depend on the experience so you can go up and down with solutions. So, uh, For sure as I said, I don't have really that massive experience working with characters in films. So I know the, they have always such amazing artists working there where you have different solution. And I don't think my approach is the accurate or is the, is the right way to do it. But something like that, I found it super simple and mm-hmm. it worked all the time so to me that is already like a really good starting point and then combining with Alberto it was like a yeah a winner where well, Alberto liking that production something supernatural it worked yeah what's not to like
0: it works uh, it checks every box but yeah i mean I, I actually found myself um my team we have a few people that went to film school and I feel like that influences their thought process a lot. And I, and I had the opportunity to take like a, a brief film lighting class before COVID hit. It cut my class in half. And I think I have a credit still, but I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and take the same class again. So I learned a little bit and it, it radically kind of changed the way I light because I, I had zero education or experience with lighting before that class. And I was just kind of like doing stuff in 3D just purely based on trial and error and at least gives you like a found uh, foundation of like what the strategy is when you take a film class because you get a sense of like what the lights are supposed to be doing and um i think one thing that that has come out of that which came up in uh, our team recently is that like when they are lighting in film obviously you have limited budget right like you're not going to have more than like four or five lights on a scene (laughs) in 3d you have the opportunity to put anything you want there and and it's pretty much free but also in these programs you have the ability to like exclude and include certain objects so you could really tailor the lighting down to that level and like you said break the rules of real life and i think it's very easy to abuse that and uh you know have a bunch of specific lights lighting like this object and that object for you know perfection um but my friend and who's now the art director, he's, he's been pushing us to do like a filmic setup where, you know, you have a limited number of lights. They're all doing something specific for the scene. And I think that helps that this helped me like understand what to do a little bit, because it has a constraint that it's not about just like, (laughs) you know, doing something uh, with uh, an infinite budget. It's like, okay, let's say we had like four lights, what can we do to maximize the the job each of these is doing and uh you know what what are those roles that need to be addressed and it's just nice to have like some kind of framework i think because lighting can be sort of like an abstract criteria for what even good means sometimes because you could have the lights off you could have them on from this direction just like it could be anything
1: I think you nailed it. There, you need sort of uh, constraint when you work in CGI. Otherwise, you are you you will get lost really quickly. And I had some of uh, a nice experience working in Recon from House. It was the time where I was leading the project. I was playing Farina, and they need some sort of, uh, images release for the new car. And I was leading the project, so they need some renders for for one week something super tight deadline. line so i jumped into the job doing some lighting exercise i was coll- i was working with one of the retouchers and he told me Carlos. Uh, i mean he's brilliant mind i love him he's really good at it and it was amazing working with him to going back and forth together figured out what is working what is not and he was helping out on that and i shared with him the first few renders, and he said, Hey Carlos, it looks amazing, it's great, but I feel like the car, is it looks like a toy. I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. well, why is that? Why it looks like a toy? He said, hmm, I think it's because of the lighting. I was like, what do you mean about the lighting? And just he just saw my render, nothing else. And he said, how big is your lighting on the top? I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He said, "Why, why you don't know the the size for your lighting?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, maybe seven meters." And he asked me, "Do you know any lighting seven meters longer?" "I, is that is that something like a you come out with or something like a you measure or you you search for it?" I was like, oh, alright, I, I know what I mean now." So right. he's like, "I mean, it, the the car looks good, but I think if you have time, try another one where you." based on reality you know what kind of lighting you're using what kind of struggle lighting are you doing and what kind of panel you have what kind of room you have what kind of texture so all that matters on CGI, and it was key point because and then after two days i showed them again and he was all right there you go you got it and the client yeah. said and it was like a yeah approved straight away everyone like it and yeah it was like a something like i remember really well i'm working with with this kind of constraint is really important also for cgi artists it's really important to keep in mind that and it's really easy to bend the rule and the reality and the rules and cgi get lost and and you ended up having this kind of a loop where you don't know where is the the what is the fault what is the what is the wrong thing is happening it's because that you Maybe accidentally just changing stuff here and there, bending the rules a little bit here and there and then you ended up having having a massive massive mess of no accurate things where yeah this doesn't make any sense you end up having unrealistic renders
0: yeah yeah totally yeah it's easy to kind of chase what you're seeing on the screen and like the results without really thinking about you know the cause being realistic. Uh, and I think sometimes things look good, but you also have to, have to weigh it against like what you said. Is this realistic for what this scene would be? Is this version of good the right version for what we're trying to do here? Um, yeah. So I, I guess, you know, one other thing I'm curious about is, uh, you know, you mentioned your friendship with Ash and I, I feel like I've seen him mention Fusion 360 a lot, um, but I'm never really sure if you guys in the, the car scene are, are making any of these models from scratch. Like, do you actually design the cars, or is it always um, a model that you're finding for somewhere else? Because I know he's he's involved in like the design process for that Batman movie, at least. Um, probably, you know, not the first car he designed. Do do you also make your own vehicles?
1: Yes. 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 I, I love making my own vehicles, but it's true that lately working with Ash doing this kind of, a beautiful collaboration we are doing right now is, is, uh, M- MSC, which is a, our brand where we, we get all these cars and we transform or just basically we build something from scratch. And, um, yes, I, I do. I do, um, Cars, a car from scratch, but with this kind of collaboration with us, we do more like a, a dream car. You know, we don't have limits. It's just we, we talk about cars all day long, and we have some random ideas. And when we feel like we find a, a topic, we just we put putting the work. You know, putting down what we want to achieve and imagine. If we have an idea where we want to do sort of a, a cyberpunk car, so let's dive in in that topic what is going to be it's going to be a a jaguar It's going to be a lamborghini or whatever so we found the way Mm -hmm. to achieve that quickly so what's the point to build something from scratch where you can find already a lamborghini model in the website Mm -hmm. getting that model and get it done quickly so something like a we measure you know we we consider what is the more efficient way to achieve certain look the more quicker ways possible i know but maybe for some people was a little bit a little bit disappointed. Where we, oh, you're not modeling the car. Oh, wait, you are not doing a, the the engine, Oh, oil? Well, you're not doing the wheels. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. But yeah, I think independent it is coming down. We think about what is the purpose of that, you know?
0: Right. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I I was, I was like, <laughs> no way that, there's no way okay. you can model and texture this whole car. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a common, it's a common question, you know, in the community is quite, is quite quickly to see people asking, oh, do you model the model? Do you, do you make the car? Do you make the wheels? Is that actually right yours? Yeah, I know. Well,
0: that's the funny part. I feel like, you know, people that aren't doing this stuff in the 3D space for a living, they assume everything you ever post on your site is something you made from scratch, which is kind of nice, mm. you know. You almost don't want to correct them. But <laughs> if you know, you're like, oh, sweetie
1: so nice yeah. <laughs> well you know it, it, that reminds me of my mother you know i showed to my mother what i'm doing she she get insert oh what, what, what are you doing here well i'm i'm getting the car i'm putting the lighting so you made the car i said no i don't make the car the car i bought it oh uh-huh. so what are you doing here i was like well i'm placing the lighting i'm placing the hri I'm placing the environment and uh, she asked like but who is putting the lighting, you or the program? I mean, I said, well, I put the lighting here. I tell, I told to the program, the lighting should be there. So she's like, uh, well, you're not doing the lighting. It's the program doing the lighting, not you. I was yeah, man, <laughs> that, that's true. So it has got
0: You can't get a compliment from anybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: It is hard, <laughs> man.
0: I, I think the internet's nicer to you than your own mom, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure she's lovely, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the straw that broke the camel's back. he told me, you told me you've been devastated twice already.
1: She, she's trying really, really hard, you know, to understand what I've been doing. But yeah,
0: yeah, I know. My my parents, my, my dad's an illustrator. and He's been doing like computer stuff in that space, you know, since computers came out. So he has like some idea about this. But I tried to get him into ZBrush. Because mm. he's, he's an awesome wow. illustrator, like really talented. He's, he got back to drawing recently and he'll like wake up at two in the morning because he can't sleep because he has some like insane idea in his head. He'll be like, What if people lived underwater and the things underwater lived on land? And he's like, I have to draw that. And he'll like get up at two in the morning and wow. like bang out this amazing illustration by like the end of the day. Uh, and he's, he's really confident with his pen strokes. Like he'll draw it in pencil really loosely you know it looked done honestly in pencil but every stroke with the pen is like it's like a tattoo artist you know it's like unbroken yeah he's really good yeah. at, at that fine motor skill um so i thought he'd be an awesome zbrush guy because he, he loves looking at renders and that stuff but the interface for zbrush is so crap that i don't think he could get past it you know it's a bummer <laughs> i'm just curious to see what he come up with
1: oh man so, so he's- my, mom, my
0: mom is very lost
1: but but he he's doing ZBrush? are you, your father.
0: Um, doing, I, I bought him ZBrush, like ZBrush Core at some point cuz I really wanted to push him into that. Mm. Um, but he he didn't it didn't stick. It was gotcha. I think it was, it was too um too unintuitive. Like he basically would have to watch tutorials for a while to get it.
1: But yeah. maybe one day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ZBrush is, is tough, man. I've uh, been well, I've been working with ZBrush and uh, I always I found yeah kind of odd, you know, all the menus and all the buttons kind of uh, backwards. But I know, yeah, makes really sense. Yeah,
0: it's terrible. I'll like do something stupid, like move the camera, and I'll <laughs> I'll have to just make a new document because like, there's no way I could figure out how to recenter the camera. Like mm-hmm. this should be it should be the simplest thing you do in the program. If you can't move a, a camera around the space you're never going to make anything
1: i'm, I'm pretty you sure you do really this well on. where it is where you you fucked it up and you don't know why you press and you close the program and open it again
0: exactly exactly right <laughs>
1: yeah yes, i do that too
0: <laughs> i know when know you, when you're learning something new and like you press the wrong button and the interface changes <laughs> or you know morphs somehow it's, <laughs> that's the most stressful thing Like, I just, I got to start over. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anyway. So, all right. I think, you know, you've given me so much of your life and so much good information already. I have a few more questions. One is probably the biggest question, which is where did the name Color Sponge come from?
1: Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, I was afraid to, to answer that uh, because it's gonna sound it's gonna sound really pretentious. You love SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, all right, I'm gonna tell you because it's been I've been I've been receiving this question for a long time, and uh, it's gonna sound ridiculous. But all right, I'm gonna try to do my best on this one, right? Um, we'll assume it's, it's a translation error if it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Carlos, 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 um, basically, I think that this is kind of an old theory I had, um, where I feel like a human brain is not capable to invent nothing from scratch. So Mm. it's not my theory, obviously, but it's something like a kind of a a nice thing to do, a nice thing to happen in my brain where I think like, all right, I'm not capable to invent anything, but what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to learn as much as I can from different input from from my eyes, from my sense, and taking something from here. Um, mm-hmm. Once I got all the information, what I'm gonna do with this, that's gonna be something else, a different output. So I have the input and output, so I got I got this kind of a stupid analogy of, uh, all right, what is gonna be something similar with something like a sponge. The sponge is, Doing literally that, just sucking everything up, and then you as soon as you squeeze, is everything is going out. So that that's already a sponge. Um, the color is because my idea is like I'm gonna suck it up everything, I'm gonna process all these this information. It's gonna squeeze again. It's gonna it's gonna be a different color. Like suck it out one color and going out a different color because mm. just, it's already processed. So that's already a kind of a closed name color sponge. That's it. R- really, really simple, really stupid, but I like it, it works. It's
0: not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I picture someone like ringing out your brain, and it's just like <laughs> leaking rainbows everywhere. It's actually exactly. not graphic, but exactly it sticks. With so people. I mean, it's I,
1: cool. I, I got the theory because uh, I feel like I, I'm, I'm not really doing anything special. What I do is just basically taking from different references, from music, for video games, for I don't know, for movies and just suck it. Everything I like it. I shake it and just put it again out. You know, just different ways. Yeah, or, yeah.
0: No, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think our brains are that creative. I think we're just <laughs> re- remixing everything. Just yeah, DJs. Exactly. But uh, yeah. You know, over. I don't know how old you are. I'm turning thirty. Saturday. 39. which is something I'm still I'm still reconciling with, but. Yeah. I mean, uh, over 30 years, your brain soaks up a lot of colors. And, uh, even if you just took those and threw them against the wall, it'd be an interesting painting. (laughs) It'd be Jackson Pollock. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. One other question is, it seems like you've been freelancing for a while. I haven't, I haven't talked about freelancing on this podcast in a while, actually, but, um, what are your thoughts on, on the freelancing lifestyle? I guess like, you know, Are you a fan of it? I would imagine so, given how long you've been doing it. But what's the most appealing part about it? And what is the most stressful part about it for you?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I can see it straight away. For me, freelance means the freedom to pick up any jobs and really refreshing experience working different gigs where you can work one day in in doing texture and next day you can do a loop dev is super rich and super super nice and feeling that, that way and the opposite way or my experience is the lacking of all the experience of financial or how supposed to a company work or or, or finance or all this uh side of business you know where i'm totally still kind of a, this journey where i barely can can keep it up and understand how everything works. So so think kind about of mm-hmm. up and down. And then you have the other side where based on my experience my first experience of freelancing was in Spain, I was a totally mess. And it was a nightmare. Being there working as a freelance in Spain for seven years with like a kind of a roller coaster of emotion, you know, going going super well, really get paid and Took at the point where I going down. <laughs> where well, I was really troubled with money, you know, really bad situation where I wasn't able to pay my rent for months mm-hmm. because I was lacking of job, and uh, it was really stressful in that way. So I think it was part of my of my journey. I think it's part of the way who I am. I'm, gr- I'm grateful. i have being. In through this kind of a, uh, struggle, I think I learned a lot. You know, I'm really precious, I'm really aware about what it means to be freelance now with 38 years old. now know, I'm sure you guys yeah. hear my dog again, right? Drinking, <laughs> I tell you guys, this is my it's dog. Gross, everyone, it's
0: not his dog, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it out of a bowl.
0: <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Um, yeah i know yeah he's got a very cute german shepherd that seems to love him a lot yeah i'll see his roast beef in his pocket or something um but yeah um so why did it suddenly enter such a dark turn if things were going so well like was that the economy or was that something that was on your end
1: oh Yeah. That's, that's one of the questions still in my head that I I can't figure it out. Why, what happened? Because it is not like I started really bad and then going well, it was the opposite. I started really well and then going down really bad. I think it was a combination of everything. Uh, maybe I get overconfident, a little bit cocky, then you have the economy and mix it up with Spanish situation. Uh, let me explain that Spanish situation where mm, I know lately it's getting better, but I'm talking about 15 years ago where CGI was like, a, what is that, right? When you're working advertising mm-hmm. a- agency, where they used to work with CGI, like a, something new, it's a new technology and it helped to bring some solution on the table. It was great, mm-hmm. but they don't appreciate CGI as, as it should be. I think it's still, it's still improving, it's, it's still getting better. But if you are a freelance CGI artist working in Spain, oh man, <laughs> that's, that's painful. That's, that's, I mean, you you guys working in Spain as a freelance in CGI, it's just, yeah. You are amazing, really brave. Uh, I really considered going back to Spain Working with a Spanish client, oh, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I can't think. I can It's impossible. Yeah. So, it's it's, so it's, it's like better.
0: They respect you, or they don't pay you, or what? What's they, the worst they, part about it?
1: They they pay late and low, really bad. So they don't. Yeah. Let, let's <laughs> say like yeah, they don't appreciate the work of CGI. Yeah, you know? they think that it's gonna click click one button and you got it this this do yeah, the job
0: that's, that's pretty common right <laughs> yeah.
1: so um, it's like a classic common sense sentence where you find in spain well my cousin can do that with photoshop oh really <laughs> come on <laughs> so yeah that's kind of, that's kind of the vibe we you we have in spain where you're working as a artist actually i define myself to to understand, to make understanding like all right i'm graphic design oh all right you're do, you're doing photoshop yeah, yeah i do Photoshop. That's the easy way to describe myself in Spain. I
0: mean, I mean that'll that'll get you wrong.
1: So, yeah.
0: Would they hire you as a Photoshop artist? And then <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you undersell yourself like that. You're like, yeah, I just do Photoshop. And then you send them like a three D animation and they're like, Whoa, which button was that in
1: Photoshop? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I, I know, I know I have some friends there in Spain and I know it's getting better. Um, not nearly yeah. as close as here outside of Spain is because yeah, I'm working right now in London. I can tell the difference, you know. and I can feel they appreciate the work and the hours and the skills.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I wonder if you know it'd be good to just like screen record what I'm doing to kind of like show
1: all the steps involved and what takes so long. Well, well you, you know what, I'm pretty sure you maybe you maybe not, but. You have this experience where you are sharing a screen with a client and you ended up having this conversation, stupid conversation where the client is literally moving your mouse on the left, on the right. Yeah. On the, and then he's working through you <laughs> doing what he wants yeah. to do. So, so I'm not sure if that also, yeah, yeah a solution for a Spanish client, they, they get confident and cocky and say, yo, that's easy. I can do that. Share a screen. I can tell you how to do it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think everything seems easy when you don't have to do it. I mean, hmm. Hmm. Literally, yeah. literally like going to space doesn't sound that hard <laughs> to me. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like we've done it before. Like what's so hard about it. But then, you know, you talk to uh, NASA and they're trying to get back to the moon. It's like, okay, we need, you know, $25 billion to do that again. And uh, I'm sure like I would very quickly understand I don't literally think it's easy, but I'm sure I would very quickly understand like the scope of how fucking hard it is the minute someone walked you through it. But until you know the details, yeah, everything seems pretty easy.
1: Yeah, of our course. brains
0: just aren't good at at um, wrapping our head around that much information at a time. So, Talk yeah. that, man. but but um yeah. So I are you in London now? Was my intro correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. it okay. so has here. been So is London treating you better? Oh yeah. Oh man. I'm, I'm super happy to be here in London and in different ways, maybe I'm just lucky, but all my experience working here in London is amazing. I got lucky working in amazing studios, amazing, amazing people around and in general, maybe because it's a multicultural, but, but also I've been working in, in, in in Preston, really small town, close to Manchester. Uh, even there, with i being surrounded with nice people, my neighbors and people in the town, it, just beautiful people, you know. Maybe we could, uh, maybe because we are Spanish and we, we got this stereotype of uh, we are always laughing and shouting all that. And we see outside Spain, everyone is sad and, and dark. And <laughs> so I, I got, before move to the UK, I was preparing myself like, "All right, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find, you know, uh, service people, moody and sad." Mm. But I get surprised in the, in the nicest way. It was blew my mind. People here is so nice. I love it. It's been five years now, and so far so good. Love it. Do you miss
0: Do you miss Spain like the people back there?
1: No, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I miss uh, my family and friends there, but yeah. the content itself, not really. Uh, people get surprised, well, you're pretty sure you miss the sun and the weather, and uh, not even that, you know, nothing worse than working with your computer and 40 degrees, you know, sweating, mm. and, and working Sweet. with all the rendering computer fun, <laughs> burning, with that. Weather? No, not for me. I, I love this kind of uh, UK weather with cloudy and you know, cold. Love it. The best in
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse than being inside on the computer during a beautiful day. <laughs> I'd rather it be crappy outside. That way I don't have to feel guilty about it,
1: you know. Oh well, yeah, that's that's true. Also, yeah, that's a really good point. It's really hard to be at home <laughs> when everything is, is going on outside, you know. Yeah. And I, I yes. yeah, here, here right now with all this, the lockdown it has been, it's been really tough, you know, for everyone. I'm aware about that. Yeah. But now I work everything is by the way, kind of. Uh, I'm laughing a little bit and say, well, guys, you experience what I what I feel, you know, working at home, you know. Welcome to my <laughs> world. I'm, right. I'm, I'm for this, you know, I, I'm not really travel, you know, be at home. And being isolated yeah. or in quarantine, it's, it's been fine. Been lockdown, it goes like, a like um, yeah, easy. I can do that. I can do that. So you do also music. Yeah. Wow. So you are doing CGI, podcasts, and music. What else do you do, man? Well, wow, it's a lot,
0: already <laughs> Um, I also do screenwriting. Been been wow. doing that for a few years now. Ultimately kind of want to like make that more of a thing in my life I, I think the goal this year would be to like direct some of the stuff that I've written because it's finally like like for years I've wanted to do that, but I didn't think it was good enough <laughs> Finally, I think like I'm at a point where it's like, you know fairly good um, And worth putting in the time to make so I want to start doing that, but yeah i think um now that now that i'm 30 i'm gonna try and like do less things because it's really to be like an ash and like do everything is you know you have no time left for yourself it kind of sucks so i don't know if i could be him
1: well man you know i i know ash and to me it's like a different animal you know he's a totally beast and it's something like a still blowing my mind uh, I've been having a lot of different uh, friends, colleagues, and partners doing collaboration work. I used to teach people what the way I working. When we work together, I can show how I work. But the way he grabs information and and translate on his own term is incredible. You know, it's mind blowing. I just it can be surprised yeah. every single time. I explain something to him, he understand quickly. And then the next day, he showed me something based on what I explained to him with a different approach, a different evolution, like a oh, fucking hell man. Wow, that's impressive. You know, it's every single time. You know, it's to, to, to me, to me, it's like a energizing, you know, so I mean, work with him because that way. And yeah, the way you, you describe that is it's true. I mean, you have a limited time. You have a life and you have certain stuff to do. And we are human. Uh, you have to pick it up something where you feel you're going to fulfill yourself and you can grow in that. But you have to pick all you want. Yeah. Uh, this guy is doing everything, which is... <laughs> what? How is that possible? <laughs> I know. I mean,
0: I, I think I've been trying to do everything in you know, those categories I described. Not like everything, but um, you can you can do it, but you realize at some point like to really get anywhere isn't just like learning skills a i mean mastery is gonna sort of call out that other stuff at some point if you want to get really good at something but even if you want to just like make let's say music a thing to to promote it you have to like release stuff consistently you have to like have a a following or talk to people on social media it's like these tasks that go along with making it um not all just about doing the craft you know same for like writing like that's that's the beginning of that process but to actually get something made means you have to like talk to a producer you have to hire actors you have to co- uh, you have to find money for it it's like the skill is is something that could take a lifetime to master but that's that's not even what's going to make you successful in that field or allow you to do it full-time that's like kind of it kind of excludes Doing other stuff at some point, if you want to really take it anywhere, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. So,
1: so I wonder. You, I think. you mentioned you want to be a director from you your your own ideas. That, is that right?
0: Um, that's like my pie in the sky dream. If I had to like pick something, I, I think like you know doing visual stuff. I've always been fascinated with animation. I've always thought it was so cool. I grew up watching the show Beast Wars and reboot. I don't know if you watch that, but that's what blew my mind when I was a kid. And I think I've always wanted to get into it after watching that. Um, but to me, like working on visuals is like you're building, you're, you're building the body on someone else's skeleton. You know, like writing is always going to be the thing that sort of uh, it's kind of like being an entrepreneur in a sense. Like you don't yeah. have a project unless you have a script and uh the script is what makes an impact on people at like an emotional level you know that's why they remember something it's not really the visuals necessarily so i always thought it'd be cool to be the one like you know making the biggest uh impact in the field and to me that's writing it's not really like the visual side of things um i love doing visuals but if i could i would want to kind of combine the two but they're very, they're very separate things,
1: unfortunately. Hmm. But, I mean, so far, I can tell you, you have the understanding from both world, and that is already a super powerful thing. You know, you can manage, and you can be in both fields, and then you can manage to translate whatever you have in your mind in different way from script or for visual. And if you are doing in the, the script side, you can be the... Translator from your area, your core to the visualized, and talking the same language as the the visualized guys. So that is a rules really, so of super powerful. You know, having this experience. The same with Ash, You know, this kind of a guys where they explore different solutions. They they are invest time, learn those fields, and they can manage to do it themselves. But it's all matters of of time. So they prefer yeah. to delegate. You know, translate like that to someone who they can trust. And that is the, the super powerful. So it's another powerful, another skills where skill set where you have to be able to translate your ideas. It's not also you can do it yourself, yeah. But you have also yeah. have to be able to translate that. It's a, another different skills.
0: Yeah, that's a very clever field.
1: Yeah. So I wonder, if, okay. from your side, what do you think? Because I I'm, sometimes I, I get this kind of a question and talk with friends about the be a director um what do you think about that about why why required to be a good director is someone who has the uh, the powerful mind and really strict and really demanding and tough or someone who able to understand and be gentle and uh, build a friendship with uh, with meanwhile he's delegating job
0: um it's tough because you know I, I, I'm not the harshest guy in the world. I feel like I I wouldn't be the uh, I know like Michael Bay is like famous for being like a pain in the ass, and I feel like I, I would want to be soft. But then I also realize how time is is money on a set like that. Like if someone's paying you or it's it costs that much to keep the camera rolling, I don't know if you could afford to be nice. Maybe there is like a certain element of I have to be as direct as possible. Um, but if you're like an indie director doing your own stuff, I, I think, yeah, I would I would be ni- the nicest guy in the world. And I think the goal would probably be like anything to hire the right people in the first place, so that you yeah. know it's as smooth as possible from like a a team unity point of view um, from the get go. But it's tough because I, I haven't actually really done this stuff. I mean, besides some movies in high school, it's just like theoretical for me. <laughs> but you at least were like you know supervising a team with the lighting situation, so I'm sure you've meditated on this kind of thing a bit more. Um, like like I'm sure when when you're in the thick of it in real life, there's situations where you you have to say things you don't want to tell people. Maybe not like fire them, but you have to deliver bad news, and as a boss, that can probably be really hard.
1: Yeah. It's true. I've been in that situation, you know, being that way. I've been, I see the performance is not good. So I have to make the bad, the, the bad guy and the bad news pointing on front and say, all right, I like you, I know what you're doing, but it's not working. And no what I can do, this is not going to work. And it's, it's really tough. And always, I'm still in my head, that vision. And, yeah, drive me crazy a little bit. But I think in the end, you know, it's business. You know, uh, it's, it's not because me, it's because above me, you know, that's the message from from the top. And something is, you know, you, you have a massive team, something in the engine is not working. So we have yeah. to figure out why something's not working and try to, you know, improve that. And what it means to improve just all depend on what could be the best solution. So, yeah, it's a tough one and definitely from my point of view i will never be a director i'm not kind of a breed i don't have this you know i don't really enjoy uh, that process be on the top feel the pressure and and delegate in certain way i know myself yeah. really well to be to be yeah i got it clear really quickly and yeah be a director nah it's not for me i, I like to be on the yeah. mat you know fighting with pixels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, I think the cool part about directing to me is you can have a vision and like bring it to life because you have uh, the manpower to do it. Like I I love CG, but it frustrates me sometimes how much work it takes to actually build the thing that I wanna build. Like I think everyone, when they design a personal project It's like this three or four minute animated video. It's got characters going on, explosions. But then when, you know, no one has personal projects like that, except some freak shows like Ian Hubert, um, because it's just so much work. But if you're a director, you know, you can actually bring stuff of that caliber to life. Um, That said, personality wise, I don't know if I'd be a good director. I feel like I'm fairly indecisive, which is, you know, the main requirement of being a director (laughs) you have to be decisive um i just i think it'd be it'd be cool to be able to like create the type of things that they're able to create that's really the appealing part for me but we'll see we'll see i want to try it out this year it's it's something that's been on my list for a while but um that's it's a little scary i mean it's scary trying something completely new especially because at this point like you know i've been telling people that for a while. i like, yeah, but we're on this writing stuff, you know, but it's really, cause I want to get into film. And now like actually getting into film, I'm like, shit. Like, I hope I actually like that. Cause I've been doing this with that goal for like a while. And if not, it's kind of a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah but yeah, it's scary.
1: Cool. Sure. You I guys mean, you have to put your, your audio security in, on front and in, Face it, all right, this is it. This is the moment to pull the effort and see what yeah. happens That's that area, yeah.
0: But that said, I mean, I, the other part that seems really appealing like to me, you know, I, I love um, what you can make on a computer, but I kind of dislike the lifestyle of, like, always being in this chair and just, like, all the <laughs> IT kind of stuff that comes with being in CG. Like, Like, I work at a big company right now for the mill, and there's just so much, like, log in shit like to even log on the desktop you have to log in like four separate times every file path is like eight miles long it's just like i feel like i'm in it sometimes more than I- i'm actually like an artist and oh, wow. uh doing something like in real life like that um where you're collaborating with other people and like you're going somewhere with a camera like that that sounds more appealing to me but uh i have a feeling that like it'd be smarter to stay in CG because, you know, when you look at like the future of film, it's all migrating towards the computer more than anything, you know? It's all an unreal or green screen. So to head that way towards the film end seems like the wrong direction almost.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's 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 hard to determine what is gonna be the more beneficial job in the future and also combine with your interest or you feel, you know, fulfilled for something. That's a kind of a gray area where you have to, you know, putting down on paper and think about really well what are you what is your priority? It's gonna be fulfill your soul or think about your future when you, you get sixty, you know? Uh yeah. yeah, they're both important.
0: Um all right man. Well I'm I have a another appointment actually for some music stuff at nine fifteen. <laughs> So cool. I have to wrap this up, but really enjoy sure. talking to you. Super genuine guy. Um, any any final comments? Yeah. I guess before we put a bow on it. Say it. Sorry. Do you have any final comments before we wrap up here?
1: If I have comment.
0: Yeah. Like, do you, uh, Do you have anything you want to say before we we end?
1: Um. I don't know, man. Just I, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, totally blessed and grateful and thankful for all this. You know, it was really nice to talk to you, and definitely something like I'm, I'm, I'm getting better on this, and I, I, it's something like I I love to do now. Talking to people like you, you know, you are in the field, and I can tell you have this as well. This this um this willing to learn and curious about all this world, and reaching artists like this is, is really, is really cool, you know. I've been listening to your podcast for, for the last couple of weeks, you know, so you you reach out, go, all right, I'm going to catch up with this guy, and it was really cool, and listening to you, and learning from different artists, and it's great for the community. I'm just hoping, like, a, um, my experience for for the next generation, it will help, you know. Don't follow my path, because it doesn't make any sense, you know? Don't don't let people (laughs) get you down, you know, just, I mean, it's gonna sound a little bit cheesy, but that's the truth, that's my journey and that's my experience. And now it's not any regret, but I think to achieve certain stuff, you don't have to go through with all this struggle. So I'm just hoping my experience will help, you know, to clarify a little bit. Yeah. Honestly,
0: uh, people love hearing about struggle because It makes them swallow their own struggle a little bit easier. That's why why I love asking as a first question, like, how did you get from point A to point B? Because what you're saying is like pretty common. Like, I don't think anyone's ever told me, like, I went to school to be a 3D artist and I became a 3D artist. It's always like, I went to school to study juggling and then I just found myself doing CGI. (laughs) It's like some weird path that kind of ended up in the same place, but exactly,
1: exactly. stuck with
0: it. That's that's the important part. And I think that's probably the consistent part of, across everybody I've interviewed. They're just uh, yeah.
1: dedicated. Yeah, man. I think I, I had this conversation with, with friends and also with Ash. They asked me, well, what's going to be your goal, Carlos? Um, I don't have any goal. You know, I, I just, I'm going to try really hard to keep enjoying the process. That's what I do. Enjoy the process. I don't have any goal in three, four years I I don't have that. Just I'm gonna try it really hard. Just keep as it is. Enjoy the, the process. Simple. Yeah. All right, well that that's enough. All right. I
0: mean, appreciate um, it. Yeah, thanks so much for everything. I appreciate it and best of luck. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, please subscribe to our email list to get new episodes delivered straight to your inbox. This series is a vessel for you to hear from the creators that you look up to. Use the form below to let me know who you'd like to hear from and what you're dying to ask them. Until then, keep on learning and keep on creating.